turn with me to Psalms, and we're going to get right into it. Psalms 121 this morning, first of all. And I believe we serve a good God, okay? Hallelujah. I believe God is with us, and He's teaching us, and God is faithful, right? One thing I learned through years of coming here is how to trust God, all right? I'm not saying I've always done it perfectly. And you know what? I learned some things as I went along and still learning. Some lessons that maybe I should have picked up years ago. Hallelujah. I want to say something. We're going to, we're going to go on YouTube. We're going on YouTube today. Uh, we're going to try to reach out to f- people further than Coda Homes, okay? Uh, I want to invite everyone and those that are listening on YouTube. We welcome you. We welcome you into this service. And we believe this is going to bless you. Amen? Hallelujah. God is good. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. We're looking at some things in the, in the scriptures this morning that I want to challenge you on how you look to God. What is God to you? We were having a conversation earlier before church started that this thing we call God is powerful. You know, I, I was watching a program last night and I, I was just, well, a couple of programs, I couldn't sleep. And they showed the earth, and I said to myself, and, and it's, it's, it's like a big marble. I mean, it's perfectly shaped, rounded, everything is in order, everything's perfect. And that's just a little thing, because if we look at the universe or the cosmos, you know, in general, it's awesome. And I can't begin to imagine what he's like, the power of this God we serve. But, you know, I had a conversation with a man a, a while back. And he, he loved us so much. And I was trying to talk to him about, about the Lord, about Jesus. And I told him, I said, do you know what he sacrificed for us? And he came back to me this morning as the Lord was speaking to my heart. He was beaten, unrecognized. They stripped the flesh off of his back. It's, I mean, he carried that old cross. You could see him carrying that beam, rubbing against his open flesh. You know what I'm saying? Carrying uh, with thorns on his head. He suffered unbearable pain. I was watching a program last night, and it was was about crucifixion. It wasn't necessarily talking about Jesus, but they did have Romans would crucify thousands of people. They enjoyed it. They loved to see rebellious people are those that wouldn't bow to the knee of Rome, suffer. And they found a skeleton of one person that was crucified. They had a, a nail driven in the bone. And I said to myself, and it was a big nail. You could see where the hole was, and the nail stuck out on one side of the bone. I said, that person suffered. I said, and imagine Christ bearing that on his body. Not only the nailing, but the suffering of of the whipping and and the beatings and and carrying his own cross, rubbing against his open flesh. I said to myself, man, that is love. I said, when you talk about the love of God, we all want to talk about how God loves me and he takes care of me, he does this and does that. But that was the love of God. (laughs) The pain and the suffering he bore for us. And people want to talk about all, you know, all the, you know, kind of stuff and you know, the coming of Christ. And that's all great stuff. And I, I believe in all that stuff. But I never, you never dawned on what he really suffered for you. you, you he, he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to die on the cross. He didn't have to take the beating he took and nailed on that cross and stayed there for hours. You know, with the, the agony and the suffering he was, he was bearing on his body. That's the goodness of God. (laughs) Well, people say, well, how? Because he loved us so much (laughs) that he gave his only son to die on the cross for us. You ever caught that in your heart, your mind, your spirit? You ever thought about that? 
We want to talk about the love of God. That was the love of God. That was God's love for me and you. That he allowed his son to be humiliated and beaten and stripped and tortured. Some of the most agonizing pain that a man could bear or can't bear. I looked at a lot of things as I was going through this stuff and verses just kept coming to my mind. I want to read you to chapter 21 of, of uh, Psalms. And I want you to get a picture of, of Jesus and what he did for you and the suffering he bore. When I told that man that, man, his eyes came that big. He heard about Jesus, but he never saw it that way. He never, never pictured Jesus in the suffering stage that he suffered for him. Psalms chapter 21, verse 1. And I'm reading out the New King James this morning. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. My God, what a verse. Huh? I lift my eyes into the hills, to heaven, from which my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Not from Lanny. Not from mom or daddy. <laughs> Not from church, but from the Lord, where my help comes from. And he goes on, and he says this. He will not allow my foot to be moved. I like that verse. Because if your faith is in Jesus, you will make heaven your home. You will serve him with your life. My Lord, I feel that, praise God. You will give him the, the, what it's due to him in worship, in praise, in sacrifice to him. And I'm talking about your life. If you do that, I can assure you, heaven's your home. If you keep your eyes toward the heavens from which your help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. My God, I feel that, praise God. How wonderful is this God we serve? <laughs> He'll make it to where my foot will never slip. I won't backslide because my eyes are fixed on Him. Come on, somebody. Because I'm setting my affections toward heaven. Where, where, where corruption is nowhere around. Where sin is nowhere around. Where death is nowhere around. My help comes from God, which promises me this hope. How many of you are Christians? And I believe just about all of y'all. How many of us think of God that way? I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. My help comes from the Lord. I'm going to say that over and over. I'm going to sound like a broken record. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This is one of my favorite verses in the last few years. I, I picked it up when I'm, when I'm praying, and I'm looking to the window where I pray. I say, Lord, I lift my eyes to the heavens from which my help comes from. That's where we need to be. Hallelujah. When you pray, lift your eyes to the heavens. When you're making decisions for your life, lift your eyes to the heavens. When you're praying for this church, lift your eyes toward the heavens. When you're praying for a mother or father, children, lift your eyes toward the heavens. Because my hope is in Jesus. And my children will serve God with their lives. And my, my, Listen, I'm praying that. I'm not giving up. My faith is toward the heavens. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> and he, he finishes, he said, he, will keep, he, will, he who keeps you will not slumber. God is not going to give up. God's not going to say, I'm giving up on you. You don't want to serve me. He's going to keep fighting. God's a fighter. God, the Lord fights for your soul every day. Every time I feel the Holy Ghost, every time the enemy comes against you to discourage you, to try to defeat you, the Father is fighting in your place. Jesus is at war with the devil for you. Come on, somebody. My Lord, I feel that, praise God. Thank God he's at war with the devil for you, because if he isn't, you're in trouble. He will not allow you, he will not slumber or back up and say, I'm going to let, let the devil have him. He's not like that. You can't be saved today and lost tomorrow. Come on, somebody. There's a battle going on for your soul this very day, and God's in open warfare against Satan for you. 
My Lord, my God, I feel the presence of God. You better watch out. <laughs> Might not be a long sermon, but man, I tell you what, the Holy Ghost is here, praise God. I feel it. Behold, verse 4, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. See, God is not sleeping. <laughs> My God, I feel the presence of God. When, I, when, when, when I'm facing things, I'm going through trials and tests and troubles. God is fighting for me. You hear me? God is bat at battle for me. He's not sleeping. He's there. He's alert. He's not going to let the devil do what he wants. I'm going to tell you, that's an intense warfare taking place for your very soul today. And God and the devil's at, at battle right now that you don't perish. Well, I don't see him. But he's there. I don't feel him. He's there. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, when you're facing dire despair, he's there. When you're facing all kinds of troubles in your life, he's there. Remember, he's looking to you. He's watching over you. That sounds like God is for real, ain't he? Yes, he is. Oh, my God. Thank God he's looking for you. And verse 5 says, the Lord is your keeper. Somebody say, the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is your shade at your, at, at your right hand. He, you're in the shadow of the Lord. You get what I'm saying? You're in God's shade. You get that close to the Lord, he is your shade. Hallelujah. He's your shadow. He's, as long as you're in that shadow, praise you're in good shape. As long as you're in the vicinity of where God is and his, his reflection or shadow is going over you, you're in good shape. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody say, Lord, I need your shade. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need your shadow, Lord God. I need your wings over me, Lord God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I need your wings, Lord. Hallelujah. I need you to cover me. Woo. I'm going to jump out of this, out of my skin in a little while. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my strength, my ever-present help in the time of need. Somebody say, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, I feel the presence of the Lord. It excites me when I talk about the Lord that way. Because he is not forsaken. He'll never leave you or forsake you. You trust completely in him. Set your affection on the heavens where, from where your help comes from. And he'll never leave you or forsake you. Look to the heavens. Look to Jesus. Seek an answer from him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. My Lord, the sun shall not draw. Uh, wait a minute. Go to verse 6. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. I like that verse. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. I said, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. My God, that's a preaching it, man. He shall watch over your soul. He'll make sure that, listen, God just don't save you and leave you there. He's there fighting for you. He's watching over your soul. He's watching to make sure you get into glory one day to be with him. Praise God. That's the Lord I serve. He's not sleeping. He's not slumbering. He's not setting aside and letting you get on by yourself. He's not letting you fight this battle alone. He's with you. My God, somebody say amen. He's with you. He's not going to give up on you. He's watching out for your soul. He's in battle, like I said, with the devil. He's fighting for you. My Lord. And in verse 8 says, the Lord shall preserve you going out. And preserve you coming in. <laughs> He'll watch over you going out. He'll watch over you coming in, right? From this time forth and forevermore. <laughs> that sounds like God is serious about you. He sounds like he loves you. He sounds like he's watching over you. He sounds like he's going to take care of you forever. Evermore. He'll never leave. He'll never slumber, never sleep. He's always watching over us. What a good God we serve, huh? Come on. Thank God we don't bow to a golden image or a piece of stone or rock. Or we, do, we bow before the living God. Yes. The God of all the universe. Yes. 
the maker of heaven and earth, hallelujah, the maker of all that you see. I was telling Rita this morning. I said, God thought about everything in his mind. All we see is it's so complex and so beautiful and so organized. God thought about that. And all he had to do was say, let it be. All he did was speak it. <laughs> and it was. When he spoke it, every, all the wisdom of God came out of his words. You hear what I'm saying? All the knowledge of God came out of what he created. Praise God. Listen, Paul said, we're, 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 excuse me, we're without excuse if we can see the things God made. Come on. There's no excuse to deny the living God. There's no excuse to deny the creator of all the universe. My Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get me some more verses out for you. Okay, now you can close your Bible. If you want to just write the verse, it'd be a lot quicker, okay? We're living in a time, and we're living in a very confused age, praise God. They got some jokers out there. And they, they, they stand behind pulpits. You hear me? They, they, they make people feel just comfortable where they're at. Let me share something with you. If you're not going to live for God, you're not saved. That's just the bottom line to it, Okay? If you're not going to live for the Lord and follow his word, you're not born again. If you make a decision, I don't want nothing to do with the Bible. I don't want to live right. I don't want to repent. I want to just be my, do my own thing. You don't know God. I hope that's none of us in here, okay? But for today, our affections have to be toward the Lord. You know, the Bible says, set your affection upon those things which are above and not beneath. Come on. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. The only way you're going to do that is cast it before heaven and before the throne of God. That's the only way you're going to get your answers met. Let me go with this one. And it's the one in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 9 and 10 says, and this is the Lord speaking, all right? Well, this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. My God, you heard that? He judged the world in Noah's day. He brought an end to almost to mankind. But God is not like God's, God's merciful. He wants to bless you. He wants to preserve you. You know, I thought about that a lot of time when Noah was going in the ark. What did the Lord say? Come thou into the ark. How many know where you got to be to say come in? God was with Noah in that ark. You hear what I'm saying? God called Noah into the ark. God closed the door and protected Noah from the flood. See, God was angry at the world. The Bible even says God repented himself or he regretted that he even made man on the earth. That's how bad men had gotten. They were so dark in their minds, in their hearts. They got into all manner of sin. Eight people, eight people out of the whole earth was found God that loved God. Eight people. And God blessed Noah and put him in that ark and protected Noah. And God made a covenant with Noah that he would not judge the earth or bring a flood upon the earth ever again. But he said, I'm going to watch over you. I'm not going to rebuke you. So I'm going to have mercy upon you. You remember a few weeks ago I preached about there was grace at Mount Sinai when Moses went down and he broke those Ten Commandments at the foot of the mountain. You see, if Moses would have did what he was supposed to do, he, everybody in that place should have died. See, he had the Ten Commandments, and he broke them. Because if he didn't enforce what these people were doing, they had all broken it. God wanted to kill the whole bunch of them. But he, God showed mercy because Noah prayed. I mean, Moses prayed. And he sought the Lord. So because grace was abounding, God, uh, Noah broke those, uh, Moses broke those uh, tablets 
Because none of them could enforce. They should all be killed. Because they had broken every one of them. You understand what I'm saying? So instead of letting the whole bunch get killed, he broke the commandments. That was grace. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Because God loved his people, but didn't love him. God wanted to save his people, but they didn't want to pray. They were all they doing is complaining and murmuring and, and uh, crying out to God. Says, well, you brought us in the desert to die in this wilderness? You brought us out of, you know, we had it, we had it better in Egypt. Yeah. As Christians doing that today, I think I'm going to go back to the world. I had it better in the world. Every time since I became a Christian, I've been having more trouble than it's worth. Well, you're gonna, it's going to happen. I told somebody that a few weeks back, a month back, that was coming here. I don't see him today. I said, listen, he said, since I came to Jesus, everything got bad. Well, I said, you can expect that. Because <laughs> the devil don't want you in church. The devil don't want you to pray. He don't want you to do what God says to do. Right? I'm going to look at some stuff I wrote down because I, I'm, I'm not going to be long, okay? Because I, I write stuff down because I can paraphrase and it makes it go a little quick. Right? <laughs> I told somebody, I'm a scratch it preacher. <laughs> so what does that mean? I scratch it and I preach it. <laughs> I scratch it down and I preach it. Okay? <laughs> Psalm 55 verse 20, 22 says this, Cast your burdens upon the Lord, for he cared for you. Cast your burdens on the Lord, for the Lord cares for you. Psalm 57.10 says, For, for our, our, our mercies, oh, our mercies, my tongue started. Um, for his mercy reaches unto the heavens from which my help comes from. Right? It reaches unto the mountains, the skies. I mean, his goodness, the love of God is merciful. The love of God reaches unto the heavens. The love of God reaches unto the skies. What a good verse, huh? Psalm 119.65 says, you have, you have dealt well with your servant. And, 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 and this is the Lord would be like he's speaking to us. Oh, Lord, according to your word. According to what? According to your word. God's never going to deal with you outside of his word. The goodness of God is in his word, Right? The mercies of God, I said it the other day to somebody, and I said it here before, when I said, you know what the will of God is for your life? His word is your, his will. It's what he says is his will. <laughs> He's not going to have somebody have a special revelation and write a new book like a lot of these false religions do. The Mormons got the book of Mormons, and the Jehovah's Witness got something else, and the Catholics got something else. And No, it's according to his word. It's according to that book that's on your lap. To what he says, what that says, that's his will. You know, a lot of people I've known through years, I want to know what God's will is. Well, look at the Bible. It'll tell you what His will is, right? Simple as, as that. <clears throat> well, you're not being spiritual, brother. Yes, I am. That's the Word of God. God's Word is God's will. You got to write that down and put it on your wall somewhere. You want to know what God's Word is? Find out. His Word is His will. That's why I, I, I promote these little promise books. All it is is scriptures. If you're, looking for, if you're dealing with something in your life, you know, depressed or discouraged or you have financial problems or you're having marital problems or whatever it is. It's just scriptures. It shows you where to go. That's why I like these little books because a lot of people don't know how to study the word like they should. So this just lays it out for you. All it is is the word of God. Buy one. It helps. I like it. <laughs> you don't know how to look for a certain verse, it's there. You're going through a certain thing, it's there. Right? The goodness of God is His Word. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 says this. He who calls you is faithful. Now listen, praise God. I like that verse. He who calls you, and that's Jesus. That's the Father, the Holy Ghost. He who calls you is faithful. Who also will do it. He'll do what, what he says in his word. That's what I'm saying. Whatever he says in this book, he'll do for you. Amen. If you're serving him with your life, look for it. Me and Jan see some, some answered prayers right now. And it's, it gets hard sometimes, but he does it every time. 
He makes a way every time. I told James the other day, I said, we don't need to worry. We don't need to fear. God says he'll do it if we ask him. God wants to bless you. I said that a while back, and I keep repeating myself. But, you know, it's in the, it's in the spirit of God, in the character of God to bless you because you're his child, right? He wants to bless you. That's part of his nature is to bless you, to carry your, your burdens, to, to take your weight off of your shoulders. That's, that's what God wants to do. And it's so easy for him. But he demands one thing. Believe him. He's not going to do it without faith. faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to God must believe that he is, and he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. That's what the Bible says, right? God's going God's to bless you when you're going to diligently seek him. Sometimes it takes a little while. It's not that God is lacking. It's not that God don't want to do it. He's dependent on us to trust him, to believe him. God can do whatever you want today. But he won't do it because you will not trust him. Come on, somebody. You will not believe him. You will, his word is in front of you. Go to it. Find out what he says. That's the goodness of God. His word is his goodness. Because the promises of victory that he has in his books is only to a believer. I can tell you what he does to the non-believers. Come on. He destroys them if they refuse to acknowledge him. We've got a lot of unbelievers, praise God, in this world today. And it seems like it's getting worse. But God blesses those that believe him. Isaiah 54, 10 says this. For the mountains shall depart. And I want you, I want you to get a hold of this verse because when, 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 the world is, when the world is gone, when everything stops, and he's just trying to give you a picture of what it, how important the faithfulness of God is. I used to hear that story, <laughs> a little bird flying over a mountain. And after he has passed there many times, and he has flapped his little wings over the mountain, and after a while the mountain is flat, eternity just begins. I said, man, <laughs> that's how powerful eternity is. He says when the, when the mountain is going to cease and, and everything stops, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall never depart from you. My goodness shall, I like that. When the universe stops, God's goodness is still there. Praise God. When the mountains are going to depart, God's goodness is still there. When everything stops, when everything vanishes away, his goodness is still there. I want you to grab a hold of that because that's important. Because when you feel Look around, you get scared and get fretful and worried. When you see what's going on in the world, remember, that's not your world, right? What the world is doing is a whole different from what we're doing this morning. We're coming to honor Jesus. We're coming to honor his word. His goodness will last forever. It'll never quit. Come on. When everything stops and everything, God's still there. Come on, praise God. Listen to him. When everything stops and the whole world gets messed up and falls up, God's still there. When the mountains vanish away, God's still there. When the sun ceases to shine, God is still there. Come on, somebody. His goodness towards you is still there. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, when all this is removed, he says, my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. I need his covenant of peace. I need to be able to go to sleep at night knowing that God is there. I need to wake up in the morning knowing God is there. I need to go through my day knowing God is there. I need to go through my trial knowing God is there. Whatever the problem becomes, God is there. He'll never be. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. He'll never be removed. That's how powerful your relationship with God is. God don't come today and leave tomorrow, like I said. He don't visit you once a week. <laughs> come on he's there every minute of the day his, his spirit is around you every day every minute every second he don't leave when you're facing like I said troubles he's there when you're facing fears he's there when you're facing listen all the things we can, the devil can throw at you he's there I'm going to promise you something 
If you can trust the Lord, the devil never wins. <laughs> Come on. Listen, if you can put your faith in the Lord, the devil is defeated. And he knows that. That's why he gets you on all, 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 all kind of other stuff, to get fear in your heart and life. If you can I feel the presence of God. Come on, somebody. If you can put your faith toward the heavens, the devil is defeated, no matter what he tries to do to you. I mean, he's been attacking me the last few weeks. Ask Janice. I mean, I never had so much attacks in my life. But you know, God is there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I make my mind up. I'm going to serve him. Hallelujah. The mother and father don't go, don't go with you. He's there. The wife or husband don't go with you. He's there. No children don't go with you. He's there. Whatever happens, he's there. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. I want you to think about your covenant with God. It's a covenant of peace. God don't save you to bring despair into your life. He brings, saves you to bring peace into your life. That's the covenant with God. That's the promise he has in his word. That's, how, that's what relationship with the Lord is about. See, me and my wife's married, and I, I, we're just not married on Monday and Tuesday or Friday or Sunday. We're married seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We're there for each other, right? We don't walk out and we, we come back when we want. Sorry to say, that's like a lot of Christians. You can't do that. You, 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 your promise is with the Lord. Your peace is with the Lord. Your covenant is with the Lord. That's where it lies. He's there every second of the day. I don't feel him every second. He's there. I don't care what you feel, praise God. If you're his child, he's there, right? <laughs> he's there. It's not what feeling does. I like to feel God, but sometimes I don't feel him. feels like he's a million miles off. <laughs> but he's there. <laughs> sometimes it just takes a little song to, to worship to get him going. Hallelujah. Sometimes it just takes a scripture that he reminds you of to get, you, get things pumping. Oh, man, hallelujah. <laughs> what, a, what a promise, right? What a hope. Some people, they run to a bottle. Or they run to drugs. Or they run to somebody, something else. Never run into the Lord, right? But he's always there. When you, listen, I, I, I want to drill this in you this morning, please. If I, leave, if I don't do anything, it's this. Remember, when you're facing your trials, he's there. When you're facing the things that are hard, my God, he's there. He's there. When you don't feel like you can go another minute, he's there. My Lord. My God, I feel that. Whatever comes your way. He's there. That's the promise and the covenant of peace that he gives us. Because I can tell you right now, the devil doesn't sleep. He's going to try to pull you away from that promise. I'm going to tell you right now. He ain't worried about the world. He has that. It's God's child he wants to destroy. The prize that he wants more than anything, Satan, is to defeat a child of God. You hear me? And he'll bring all this stuff. On your life to try to pull you out of God's will. Don't let him. Remember God has, a, God has you in the palm of his hands. He marks your name in the palm. And he, can see, he sees it. Praise God. He's there. He's there. Come on somebody. He's there. I'm going to keep saying it. Praise God. You're going to get it this morning one way or another. When you're facing it, he's there. When you're in trouble, he's there. Every day. My Lord, I feel that. Praise God. Let me read something else to you. Isaiah 56, 1. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. And I read, and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And the earth will grow old like a garment. And those who dwell in the, those who dwell, dwell, if, I'm misspelling my writing. but Those that dwell in it. If life uh, manner, but my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. That's what I'm trying to get to. He's saying here, he says, no matter what happens, my righteousness is there. My salvation will not vanish away. It will never be abolished. Amen.
Turn with me that verse real quick, because I want to read it right. I, my, I got my, my, my chicken scratch right in here. Isaiah 51 6. 51 6. God is a good God, amen? God looks, looking upon you. He sees you. Listen, there's things in my, heart, my life that I'm trying to defeat right now. And I realize in my own power I can't do it, right? There, there's no strength in my willpower to defeat sin in my life. It ain't going to happen. I have to look to the heavens, right? I got to look to where my power comes from. I can imagine myself being free from sin, but without Jesus, I'm not. I can imagine myself being free from temptation, but according to without Jesus, I'm not. I don't have the power, neither do you. Neither does the church in general have the power to overcome sin. That comes through your faith in the Lord, right? That comes through your faith in the Lord. It says, uh, I said verse 6, right? Okay, lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke and the earth will grow old like a garment. And those who dwell in it will die in like manner. Those that trust in the earth, trust in society, trust in the world will die in the same way the world will die in sin. See, God, listen, the Bible says in, the, in, first, in first Peter, Second Peter where it talks about God's coming back to redo the earth. He's going to refurbish this thing. I personally believe it's going to be like it was in the days of Adam and Eve. Okay, that's just me. All right? But what the world is now is dying. It's dying. Mankind is dying. But if my faith is not in the, in the Lord, then I'll die with it. Right? I'll vanish away with it. And that's what the verse is trying to say. But my salvation will be forever. When? How long? Forever. For eternity. And my righteousness will not be abolished. It will not go away. Let me challenge you this morning. You can close your Bible a minute. I want to ask you. How sure are you in your faith? And no, listen, I'm telling you something that I've been dealing with, okay? See, God's going to first a lot of times deal with the preacher before he's going to deal with the church. <laughs> because I'm realizing that I don't have the power in myself to overcome. I don't have the power in myself to gain victory over what I'm dealing with. I got to lift my eyes to the hills from which my help comes from. You don't have to turn here, but I'm a in Psalms 26, 36, verse 5 says, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. God is faithful. The last thing he wants to do is to see you go to hell or be defeated by Satan. He's doing everything he can to preserve your soul. Do you hear me this morning? I said he's doing everything he can to preserve your soul. But the old saying that you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right? God is saying, I have, I have the answer. My goodness is reaching out to you. Come on. While I was yet in my sin, God loved me. Right? The Bible says that. He stretched out. He, he, he reached out with his love. He commended his love toward me while I was yet a sinner. Christ died for me. Let me say that again. He commended his love. He, he, he sent out his love to me. While I was yet in my sin, Christ died for me. That's the goodness of God. That's the mercy of God. He saw you on the cross. What, what, what drove Jesus to, to give his life like he did? You? The souls of men? What, why didn't he just get down? He had the power. The Bible says he could have called angels out of heaven and, and took him off the cross. He didn't. Just in one word, they'd have delivered him off the cross. 
But he didn't. The goodness of God. I'm a strong believer that that's the answer, y'all. Is in the cross of Jesus Christ. Not that wooden beam. But in the sacrifice that he made. When he said this on the cross. He said, it is finished. Then he gave up the ghost. Right? He, he sealed it forever. For men could be saved now. They could go to God now. And they could, they could reach out to their, their creator. And find fellowship with him. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. Remember that? It's the goodness of God that died on the cross. It's the goodness of God that paid the price for your sins. It's the goodness of God that gave you a life that you can live in fellowship with God. The Bible says in, 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 in John, 1 John, he says, He that walketh in darkness and says he has fellowship with God, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. You can't fellowship with God walking in darkness. You can't fellowship with God living in sin outside of the will of God. You have to be in a place, <coughs> excuse me, to be in a place where God can reach you. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. The goodness of God that, uh, that shadows over us, his shade, his wings are, are, are covering us. I realize something. That victory doesn't come in me wishing for it. <laughs> victory doesn't come in me hoping that God will take me to heaven. I, I talk to people all the time. I say, well, are you going to heaven? Oh, yeah, I'm a good person. I don't kill nobody. That ain't, a good, that ain't enough. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I, I, don't lie. I, I try to do good and that ain't enough. You know, they got a lot of good moral people go to false churches. People that believe in the Ten Commandments and believe in, but they, they, don't, they don't surrender. They depend on, on, on the, the Catholic Church or the Baptist Church or the Methodist Church or this church or, or whatever. To get them to heaven and it doesn't work. You come here because you want to hear about God. And the words that you do today, this morning, I'm hoping is encouraging you. And you need to come to church. That was commanded by God. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the man or some is. He commands you to go to church. But salvation comes through Jesus and the cross and what he did at Calvary. That's the goodness of God. I want you to get a little picture in your head a minute. Jesus is on the cross and, he's, and you, you can see him. Oh, God. And he's looking up to the heavens and he's... To God, the price is paid, Father. Lanny don't got to go to hell. It's Kathy, don't have to go to hell. Matthew, Mindy, Monique, all of us. Janice, Lord, Yvette, Ray. All of us in this, this building this morning. You don't have to go to hell. Those that listen on YouTube, you don't have to go to hell. You just have to trust in Jesus. That's how you'd be perfect? Nope. Come on, listen, I, listen, I'm still dealing with some stuff, but I'm not what I was, right? I'm not what I used to be. I'm way far gone from what I used to be. My wife said, amen. I don't want to do the things I used to do. The more you get in love with Jesus, the less you love the world. For the Bible says, love not the world, you do things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All is in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You want to learn an eternal security uh, verse? That's the one. He that doeth the will of God <laughs> will abide forever. What is the will of God? The will of God is his word, right? <laughs> and if you're doing his word, then you're doing his will. Hallelujah. Stand up a minute if you don't mind. I want to ask you a simple question. Are you in the will of God? I was talking to my mama this morning. I was talking about the will of God this morning. You know, sometimes doing God's will hurts. What I mean by that, it's always not going to be what we want, right? Listen, you, you, you ever pray, God, not my will, but thy will. But when he starts doing his will, you get mad. You get angry. God, you don't love me no more. Look at all the trouble you're putting me through, Right? <laughs> 
Do you know Daniel was in the will of God when he got thrown into the lion's den? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't want to be thrown into the lion's den. But he would not bend to the will of the government of that time. He wasn't going to let the devil stop him from praying, right? They couldn't find nothing wrong with him. The only thing they could find wrong with him is that he did God's will. They found something wrong with him when he, when he was doing what God wanted him to do. Okay. <laughs> I thought we talked about Joseph. He was talking about, mentioned Joseph was put in prison, sold in slavery. Locked up. He was in the will of God. <laughs> My Lord, all the disciples of Jesus, other than John, died martyrs dead. They were in the will of God. <laughs> Are you trying to depress us, brother? No, I'm not. It's, 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 we want the will of God. It might come through trouble. <laughs> it might come through your family rejecting you. It might come through losing your job. It might come through... People ostracizing you and, and putting you off. Right? They might want to throw you in the lion's den. <laughs> that was the will of God. I was praying the other day and I asked the Lord. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And I believe that with all my heart. I'm still stuck to it. And usually when, I, when God speaks to me, I, I stay stuck on it. He said, Lanny, will you do my will? I said, well, Lord, that <laughs> took me a little time to answer. I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to lie to you. Because... If his will is what he wants me to do, then it's going to cost me something. Right? It's, going to, it's left seriously. I got a wonderful wife, wonderful children. And, and my wife's with me, thank God. We, we're serving the Lord together. But if things in my life take the place of God, you get what I'm saying? Then I got to obey God. I believe right now, for this time and period in my life, the will of God is for me to pastor this church, okay? We might not have a whole lot this morning. But God's, this is God's church. And all I am is a steward. That's all I am. I'm not more spiritual than anybody else, okay? The Bible says you don't lord over the people. That's the last thing I want to do. But I want to see people serve God, all right? I want to see people serve God with their lives. I believe it was in the heart of Brother Mike, Brother Coon, men that was in this church. I saw it. I talked to, I talked to them. I, I could see the passion for souls in their eyes. And it, it just it just ingrained in me because I, I believe that was right. I'd go to eat dinner with, go to a restaurant with Brother Coon. He'd get up and he'd start preaching. I remember one time I was eating one place, I don't know where it was at. It was all sitting at men were around the table. And a waitress came in. He just openly said, you know Jesus as your Savior? <laughs> I said, Lord. <laughs> then then I said nothing else. Just said, do you know Jesus as your Savior? And I said, man. I, said, I thank God I, I was around people like that. Praise God, I really do. And, 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 and I want to be the same way. <laughs> what matters to me as a, as a minister in this church is that souls get saved. We might have to plow a little while, Sister Kathy, to see some fruit come in, but we're going to plow, right? We're going to keep plowing until God fills this church up with hungry souls, okay? Listen, I tell my wife, I don't even feel like quitting. I just got a little bit of fight in me. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't, it don't even come in my mind to quit. Oh, the devil will tempt you. Oh, you can do better. No, I, I don't want. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit myself. With the Lord, I want to quit for you. I don't want you to quit for me. I want you to pray for me. Pray God, strengthen me. Praise God. I want to, man, I want to see souls saved. Nothing does me more pleasure than to see people come to Jesus. I love praying with a soul that, Lord, that needs Jesus. Out of all my Christian experience, that's the thing I enjoy more than anything else. I'm not lying. God knows I'm telling you the honest truth. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you to examine your faith. If I ask you, do you trust God? Do you really put your faith in His Word? Is God's Word God's will in your life? Simple question. See, I can't make you do that. 
I tell people, says, I, don't, I don't, can't go to somebody's house and make them do what is right. I can only pray. <laughs> See? And give them the word when they come here. And if they call me, I'm going to share. I tell my own kids. I, say, I don't have no problem telling them what sin is in their life. I don't. My wife will tell you. I've sat down with all my children. And I told them. Something was wrong in their life. I call it sin. Hiding it ain't going to, listen, making them feel good and where they're at is not going to solve it. I don't want them to go to hell. You hear what I'm saying? And if we can do that as believers, take this gospel. You got to leave this building today with a word, right? With a faith in a God that can do anything, right? We all said it, right? We all, we all quoted it. God can do anything. But when we get ready to believe in something big, we don't, we don't believe he can do it. We say, oh, that ain't never going to happen. I like a story Brother Mike used to say. He said, the lady was praying one time. She saw a tree outside of her window, and it was blocking her view. She said, in the name of Jesus, I'll do like the Bible says, be removed and be plucked into the sea. Next morning, she got up. She was still there. She said, I knew it wouldn't work. <laughs> You're laughing, but there's some truth to that. How many of us do the same thing? We pray and it doesn't happen. I know it wouldn't work. <laughs> Trust in the word. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. The Lord, help us all in this church today to believe your word, to trust completely in what it says. Lord, give us wisdom and understanding and ability to, to, to have faith. Let us not believe what the world is saying, Lord. The world brings death. Society has been destroyed from right under our feet, Lord God. We need your mercy today. We need the voice of new John the Baptist is crying out in the wilderness, saying, I'm preparing the way of the Lord. Father, help us to, to, to have faith. Help us to believe. Show us your way according to your word. Jesus' name, I want, to, I want to say something before, I, before you leave and leave with this. I want you to say in your heart, I'm going to believe your word because it's your will. That's all you need. You want faith? That's it. Not rocket science, right? I'm going to believe your word because that's your will. Amen.